Hey everyone, I'm Bernie Schuster and I'm an adventurer, a cyclist and an optimist. By trade, I'm a sports engineer, a biomechanics lecturer and an innovator of future running shoe concepts. But today it's all about cycling and it's all about adventures. Welcome to Cycle to Athens, why not? Today I will continue talking about my road cycling adventure from Austria to Greece, from Vienna to Athens. This is the beginning of part two of the journey, which I call the unknown. In the unknown, I will cycle through unknown countries and cultures on roads and infrastructure that is a complete black box to me. Will I be possible to cross Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Montenegro, Albania and Greece? Roughly 1,500 kilometers. I don't know if it's 1,500 or 1,700 or 1,300. In my 13 days left to catch my flight back home to Austria, that's the question. So much to talk about, so let us get started right away. What is happening today and in this episode? Firstly, tour data facts and figures. Nothing is changing there. Secondly, tour journal. Part one, the tour of pain is over. And this will be the fifth day on the bike, so back in the saddle. Starting in Primerston, I will simply follow the breathtaking sea towards the south. As simple as that. And thirdly, I would like to, and I will talk about tour planning and navigation. The most important topic of this whole trip. Being in a foreign country, having to plan to cycle 130 to 150 kilometers per day, tour planning and the navigation on the go, on the wheels, is so important. It is the make or break point of success. Why? Too long and hard tours might kill your moral or even cause injuries and pain. Too short or wrong choices along the tour might bring you in jeopardy because you're running out of time. Remember, in episode 3, Zagreb to Korenica, I talked about a loose charging cable. Such a simple thing could cause that you're not able to charge your phone. That means no phone, no planning, no navigation, no cycling, game over. Just essential to get the planning right. And fourthly, I'm checking my inbox for all your comments, questions and whatsoever. But enough now. Airstream Marathon SL, my trusted companion, here I am again and ready to experience life. So, let's put some numbers, facts and figures behind this experience of life. I started in Primerston, this wonderful harbor city and the end point was Drevenik. A total distance was covered of 151 kilometers with a total ascent of 1,350 meters. So 1,350 meters of uphill cycling. I did this all with an average speed of 24.7 kilometers per hour. And I was sitting on the saddle for 5 hours and 59 minutes precisely. So not 6 hours. Calories burned 3,576. And this was enough fuel burnt to bring me from Primerston to the city of 
Dravenic. But before we hit the road, before we pushed the pedals, here a funny story. I had a week of sailing. And those of you who had the chance to do such a trip, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a wonderful experience. You live your life on a boat, you sleep outside, you sleep and you stay overnight at the sea, not in the harbor. It's just brilliant. You feel so connected with the nature. You can swim whenever you want in this wonderful crystal clear water. And I really want to use the word crystal clear. There is areas in Croatia near some more remote islands. The water is just wonderful. We had good food on the ship itself, but as well went to certain islands, very remote islands, which you can only access via a sailing boat or via a boat. Really great experience. And something very funny happened during the trip. I talked to a local fisher. We basically <laughs> sailed next to each other on the Adriatic Sea and he sold fresh squid. I'm super interested to understand how food is prepared and made. So he taught me how to gut the fish to make it ready for cooking and preparing in the evening. And so I worked with the squid and learned a lot about this very animal, which is, by the way, a super fascinating animal. When I did this, to document it, a friend made a picture of mine. Looking later at the picture, before dinner actually, I looked at myself and thought, Bernie, with that haircut, doesn't work anymore. Luckily, a friend of mine on the boat, Gary Coleman, he brought an electric shaver. And here we go. He was the maestro. This was his masterpiece. I guess was my first bus cut in my life. Completely bold. From a cycling perspective, very aerodynamic. Zero drag. So this was the functional explanation of it. Visually, maybe I post a picture. Um, it was quite different. Anyway, all good things come to an end and so it was with the sailing and I felt, Bernie, it's time to get back onto the wheels. Saturday it was, it was the 11th and it was the start of part two, as I call it, the unknown. First recommendation right away. During the sailing trip, so during the pause, I stored my bike in a friend's van. And here's the tip, deflate your tires. It is getting hot in the car, especially in the summer. The air in your wheels will expand and they will burst. So deflate your tires. Tip number two, to make sure that no one steals or breaks into the car, cover your bike so no one can recognize it. Following these tips, you will be ensured that whatever you're doing, your bike is safe, especially in a car. Well, coming back to the tour, The tour was just brilliant, guys. I was following basically the coastline. I hit the road next to the sea and was following it towards Trevenik, which was basically southeast. I was passing wonderful cities like Trogir or Split, and I was passing or kind of cycling along the island of Brach, Hoover, and Scholter. Wonderful islands really next to the coast. In Split, I made a detour to pass the city beach because this was my lunch location. Heard nice things about this place. 
you are able to swim there, to rest, sit in the sun and enjoying life. And this was my plan. Here another tip. The tip is about how can you efficiently navigate to a certain destination to take a break, find a store, a supermarket, whatever. The problem, in the past, I said to myself, come on, Bernie, you just cycle around, you will get there eventually, no problem. You will find the supermarket, you will find the pharmacy, or you'll find a very nice spot where you can just jump into the ocean. Believe me, it's not gonna work. If you want to take a break, stop, get off your bike, take your phone, use, for example, Google Maps. I would not recommend use in my case, Komoot, so your main navigation device, app, because Komoot allows it to change a tour. But two things you need to consider. First of all, you don't know if you have a signal. If you add data point, maybe it doesn't work because you have no signal or you mess around with your master tour. And I said to myself, never take any risk around your master tour, your main navigation device. Therefore... Google Maps, Google Maps, super easy, search for the place you want to go and navigate directly to this place, make decisions, that's the most important thing and I guess I've learned this during the course of the trip because when you are alone, a lot of things depend only on you and if you want to do something, you can do it, but you need to make the call, there's no one else you can ask for an opinion, there's no one else to ask if you should now stop for the supermarket, if you should stop for getting water, or if you should go to a garage to fix your bike, whatever. It's all on you. And I think that's a cool learning and a cool challenge that you learn actually whilst cycling to Athens. All right. Arriving at the city beach in Split, I jump off the bike, not really jumping because I was tired, but get off the bike found a place where I could park the bike, then I sat somewhere in the shadows on these wonderful tables next to the coffee house and enjoyed the view of the Mediterranean Sea. Everything was perfect. Then the waitress came and I wanted to order some food. And then they basically told me they have coffee and they have cake and they have ice creams and they have candies and they have muffins, but no proper food for endurance cyclists, like pasta, sandwiches, whatever. In the end, I realized that I guess with Split going south, this became kind of a normal thing at those little restaurants and places next to the coastline, next to the street. So I needed to adapt and I needed to stop more often at supermarkets to have granola bars or bought sandwiches there to get some healthy and more nurturing calories in. So here another tip. At the city beach, I planned obviously to swim. And from my past cycling experience, I made here some interesting learning. When you go into the ocean and there is no opportunity to shower afterwards, then when you are back on the bike, there is a high risk that because of the salt in the water and the sand, that there is friction in your crouch and this causes real irritation and problems. So here a tip. Find always a spot where you have a shower. It's really important. At the city beach, I saw the shower and I was super happy because I said, yes, 
to myself, yes, Bernie, now you go for a swim, you stretch, you mobilize yourself, get again the tension out of the quads, get some length into the hips, and then you do a cool shower, and then you're ready to go without any risk. Yeah, and this is what I did. Time was flying. You need to always check the clock. There is not too much time you got. And even though you think it is an easier tour, I always try to be ahead of the clock. That means arriving wherever you want to arrive around five o'clock would be brilliant because then you have a bit of buffer. You can still go to the supermarket. You can still run some errands in case you need to. So I went back on the street. Weather was nice. No wind. Traffic was okay. The road conditions itself, the road itself was good. Traffic, we talked already about it here. I purposefully noticed a lot of cars, but mainly speed limits of 50 kilometers per hour. With that, the overall conditions were just perfect. It was hot, I said, so never forget to renew your layer of sunscreen, especially after swimming and especially on the nose and the cheeks, because the sun over the course of your 12 to 14 hours day will burn you otherwise. Talking about burning. When I saw the thing that I want to tell you in a second, my eyes burned as well. So near Brelianska, I saw the most futuristic and gigantic sail yacht I've seen in my entire life. It was unbelievable. Research has it that this sail yacht is called SY, so for sail yacht, A, and belongs to a Russian billionaire with the name Andrei Melnichenko. So it's worth uh, googling this. The yacht is 143 meters long and roughly 400 million euros worth. There's different data you find online, but I was thinking about this 400 million euros. If you could save 40,000 euros a year, let's say for a sail yacht, 40,000 a year, you would need to save 10,000 years to get to 400 million euros. I hope I didn't mix up now the zeros because there are so many zeros, but 10,000 years. So no easy money at all. It's unbelievable how rich people are. If you wonder why I knew exactly that the city Brilianska was next to the sighting of the sea yard is the metadata of the pictures I took were super helpful to identify the place where I was in this very moment. Yeah, from there, nothing really spectacular to mention. I just cycled it home, I would say. Very safe and sound arriving at my place. Nothing really important to report here. I planned on purpose a moderate tour at the beginning, so not too long and not too high. And this is what I can recommend after a break or even when you start. It's always smarter if you start more moderate. So what happened after arrival, you wonder? The usual procedure, I navigated perfectly to the place. So I greeted the landlord, tried to negotiate that my bike goes into the room. This worked well. Stored the bike into the room, enjoyed this wonderful beach view and sea view I had from my room, 
clarified some question around Wi-Fi, around breakfast, etc., which I think there was no breakfast, and basically charged all my devices immediately and then went out into the sea for another great swim and enjoyed the sunset stretching very important to mention if you have the chance swim a bit to get different muscle groups activated i did purposeful a bit of crawling and a bit of back stroke swimming to you know stretch all these muscles and these tendons that have been shortened over the last six seven eight hours and over the last couple of days you cannot ask for more after such a trip i was listening to some music and maybe here as well a tip in the evening when you have time on such trips check in with your family check in with your friends that they know you are really safe and sound and with that the second part has been started the unknown and there's way more unknown to explore fifth day was just fine the most important thing after this day I was really motivated and keen to cycle again. The cycling fever really got me again. And this is the most important thing. So I was looking forward to the next days on the bike. I was really motivated. I was keen. And I wanted to continue to go to Athens. As mentioned before, now I would like to talk about the daily tour planning and navigation. I mentioned it already. This is the basic for success. This is actually the how to make your dream come true to arrive in whatever destination. It is a task that needs to be done every day. And this is what I would recommend. I think a thorough planning cannot be done ahead of the trip. Why? Because you do not know the country. You don't know the road conditions. You don't know the traffic. You don't know anything. Therefore, it needs to happen every night. So what I did when I was sitting at my well-deserved dinner, had a good glass of wine and my spaghetti, my noodles, my fish next to me, I was opening the Komoot app. And in the Komoot app, there is a planning function. And what I did then, I literally asked myself, Bernie, how are you feeling? So you need to check your fitness level. Then you need to check your motivation level. That means how was the day before? How will be the next days going to be? how many days you have available and what difficulties are according to topography, mountains, whatever in front of you. And with that, I used the Komoot planning function so you can plan there and really tried to make a very precise and thoroughful routing. What does this mean? I checked out first how far I want to go roughly on Komoot. With roughly, I mean, I looked at 150 kilometers and not more than 2,000 meters of climbing. So not more than 2,000 meters incline. And I always looked for a city. So a wonderful place, a nice destination. This is very important. I think for me it was very important. And I guess it's a good tip that you're looking forward to a place. So for example, the hotel next to the beach right now, this was not an accident. This was something very purposefully planned because it's healthy for morale and for motivation. All right, so the Komoot app is open. The planning feature is there. Let's say I found a city roughly 160 kilometers away and not more than 2,000 meters altitude. At this point, I was already happy. Then I drank a sip of my drink 
And then I opened another app and this was Booking.com. Booking.com helped me as well the free version. I searched for a nice place to stay. This worked actually always very, very good. When I found this place, I took the very address of my place and transferred it into my Komoot app. And then I could very precisely plan from my starting point to the actual final destination. Let me explain why I did this. Maybe you wonder, Bernie, this is a bit too precise for me. After a very long day on the bike, in a country where you don't speak the language, you don't know where to go, it is really essential that you have the exact address. The reason for that is very simple. I made the experience that I showed up at my final destination that in my dark red zone. And just imagine, 180 plus kilometers on the bike, thirsty, hungry, sweaty, stressed because of traffic, because whatever, whatever happened. And then you need to search for your place. People maybe don't speak the language, you don't have the right address, there is no names of the streets. Suddenly you need to turn around and just cycle up another little hill of 100 meters of climbing. This really kills morale and you totally want to avoid this, believe me. All right, at the meantime, at my dinner, I was, I guess, already having my dessert. And then I was looking at the perfect route from a starting point and the end point. And the next thing you want to do is you want to check the road conditions. Kumut, so I used the, the paid version. So when I downloaded Kumut a couple of years ago, I paid 30 euros for the pro version. And this is what I have been using and still use. So I looked at the map and it tells you the road conditions, so the surfaces of the road. For example, gravel road or unknown sections of the road. So please check this if you go with a road bike. This number should be zero because two or three kilometers of unknown road is a problem. The next you want to check is the elevation profile. Very often, if you do smart planning, you can avoid some climbs. So maybe here, those of you who are very into competition, maybe say, Bernie, that's cheating. <laughs> I would say, no, it's not. After many kilometers behind you and many ahead of you, it's smart. You only do the climbs you really need to do and be smart about it. In the end, the success, I would say, is more important. So during enjoying my dessert, I think, I had my phone still in my hand and I was checking the actual streets that Komoot picked for me. And if I had the feeling that this is a main road, I double checked with Google Maps and tried to avoid it. As well, I was looking at the coastline and sometimes the app keeps you on the main street or guides you through the village because it's shorter. And here I can give you a tip. I think you don't need to cycle through every little village because very often it was a steep downhill into the village, very narrow streets where you need to brake a lot and then it's a steep uphill again on the main road which was usually situated a bit higher on the coastline. And this really brings you out of rhythm and if you don't need to eat or drink it could really be an unnecessary stress to the trip. Another very crucial thing I usually clicked when I had Wi-Fi 
and usually Wi-Fi was supported at the restaurants during the dinner, is that you download the map for offline use. So on the actual app, this is just a checkbox. I'm looking at it right now. It says store for offline use. It's just a little checkbox, but if you don't push it, it means if you're running out of data or there is no signal, there is no real good navigation or no navigation. So make sure you click for offline use. Another good reason for offline use is because you save the battery. And this brings me to my next point that the battery should be new and your phone should really last at least 18 hours easily. If not, consider maybe changing your phone before such a trip. You need to navigate life the whole day. This is what I recommend, especially in unknown countries, which just drains your battery. In addition, we talked about it, you definitely need power banks, but be, yeah, be aware of the relevancy of battery and power banks and how much the active navigating actually drains your battery and that the offline use or even turning it into flight mode saves a lot of battery and is a good strategy. Turn off, and this is my last advice, automatic rerouting. So what is automatic rerouting? If you do a wrong turn or in certain places, if you decide purposefully to go a different route, it will automatically find the best new route. But since you have the day before very thoroughly picked a certain route, you always want that the app brings you back to the original route. So always the OG route is the best one. So turn off automatic rerouting. And those tips are the main tips for navigation. If you use Komoot, please go ahead. I really enjoyed working with Komoot and it brought me really safely and happily down to Athens. At this moment of my dinner, I had already the check on the table. I paid and I went back to my room and I was happy because I knew now I need to only charge all my devices. My navigation is dialed in, my route is in and I knew exactly what to expect and what's ahead of me on the next day. This was planning and navigation. So with whatever app you're using, obviously it's totally up to you. What are the key points? A quick run through. Be precise with the final address of your hotel or your bed and breakfast place. Make sure you plan every day so you can consider your fitness and your health. Don't do too far and too high and too strenuous tours. Please avoid automatic rerouting and always take your tour offline. And the most important one, make sure you have backup batteries, power banks available because navigation is just essential. Dear fans, listeners, friends, time is flying. And now we are entering a very new space of the podcast. And this is emails, feedback, messages from you guys, which I really appreciate. Cyclingathens at gmail.com. One word, this is my email address. And I would like to start here with Martin. Martin writes, Hi Bernie, this is Martin typing. Wanted to let you know I'm a huge fan of your podcast and I was wondering when your next episode will be online. 
Martin, thanks for reaching out. Usually I try to upload a new episode every Friday evening. What else do we got? We have Tobias here. Tobias says, Servus Bernie, cooler podcast. Looking forward to the next episode. And yeah, thanks for that. Tobias, thanks for reaching out. Great to have you. Thanks for listening. And last but not least, I have here Melanie. Melanie writes, I need to translate here from German to English. Uh, you have been my running buddy over the last couple of days and thanks for keeping my head busy with your podcast. Melanie, you are absolutely welcome and great for having you. I would like to use the opportunity to thank everyone who gave any type of feedback, positive feedback or even negative feedback. It's really appreciated and it's needed to improve the podcast. Plus, I would love to answer your specific questions if there are any or if you have any ideas to improve please let me know if you like the podcast please rate it and please follow it that would be really cool if you like it so much that you would like to share it feel free to do so well ladies and gentlemen we need to slowly get out of our saddle and therefore i would like to look into the next session This time, very briefly, what can you expect? Firstly, it is the last day in Croatia. Secondly, we will cycle together through a little patch of Bosnia and Herzegovina, which connects the mainland with the sea. And thirdly, are you a fan of the song of ice and fire, Game of Thrones? If so, I will bring you to Dubrovnik, which has been the place, the city, where the Lannisters have been ruling. I hope with that there is reasons enough to tune in again and listen to Bernie Schuster Cycling to Athens. Why not? Doesn't matter where you are. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Please do not forget, you are awesome and you are great. Have a wonderful day. Stay healthy. Keep cycling. And I would like to say my farewell with the quote of the day. It is hard to beat a person who never gives up. Bernie Schuster, over and out.